I want to end the series of the home defense tonight. And uh, I'm going to end it with this message, and I know ain't nobody here going to like this message. I'm just going to say it up front. I'm going to make that disclaimer right now because it's going to be a hard one to take for the women and for the men. It's going to be a hard one. It's going to be a hard one. But uh, I, I believe it will help you. We've been looking through the, the stress and the strain uh, that the war uh, that the devil has raised against the families, even the world, uh, has caused so much pressure on the families, especially Christian families today. And I believe it's one of the biggest casualties that uh, we face, and that is the loss uh, of homes uh, in the Christian world. We, we read chapter 5 in Ephesians, where, where Paul exhorts the home, he, uh, the husband and the wife's relationship, and he moves uh, into chapter 6, and he uh, starts talking about warfare. It's no mistake, it's not an accident. We're facing a real enemy tonight, and he wants to ruin your home and destroy your family tonight. You realize your marriage is outnumbered tonight? Your marriage is outnumbered tonight. You look at verse number 11, it says, Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That's the first one right there. So the devil is against you. For we wrestle not against the flesh of blood, but against principalities. Those are spiritual principalities. Against powers. You have these powers in the world that are against you tonight. Against the rulers of darkness of this world. You know, you've got four strikes against you and then uh, spiritual uh, wickedness in high places. You've got so many enemies against you that you cannot count them that's attacking your home and attacking individuals in your home, the husband and the wife. There's a lot against your home tonight. It's trying to keep you from making it. They've all come together and trying to ruin uh, the spirituality and the direction that you're leading your home and that you're walking in. But I'm glad tonight to tell you that the Bible said, if God be before us, who can be against us? Amen. And the Bible says it's uh, still true when he said, uh, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. There's an example of godly Christian families of men and women who loved God and loved each other and raised families for God. Even in the midst of a wicked society, they was totally against them. You can make it tonight. You can make it tonight. You might not think you can make it. You might be struggling, but I'm going to tell you, you can make it. So how do you know? How do you know? Because God said you could. If you got a mind to do it, God will make a way to it. If you're going to make it, I don't care how much opposition comes against you, you've got God, God on your side. You'll win. We looked at the defense of the home in chapter 6, 11, verses 11 through 18. 
And then he looked at the, the duties of the home last time, chapter 5, verse 15 through 21. So tonight I want to conclude this series on the home, defense of the home, uh, the downfall of the home. So many homes have fallen today. So many homes don't make it. Why? What are the downfalls of the home? Look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22, and I'll read. We'll just read the rest of this chapter of chapter 5 and point out some things for you that will help you, try to help you to continue in the direction that God wants you to go into. Verse 22, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husband as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be their own husbands in everything. You know, let me just stop and say this. I, I am so glad it said in verse 22, submit yourselves to your own husband. Your, your own husband. Now, I'm not picking on the wives, because it happens on both sides, but I'm glad he said that. Then he, and then he says, wife, uh, uh, it's, you know, for the husband is the head of the uh, wife, even as Christ is the head of the church and the Savior of the body. Therefore, as a member is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husband in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it that he might sanctify it and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that you might present it, to be, present it to himself as a glorious church, not having a spot or wrinkle or any such thing that should be holy without blemish. So ought men to love their wives of their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. Now, you know, can I say this? If you... You you don't love your wife, you can't love yourself. I, I I'm I'm not gonna pick on the man now. There's too many men that says it's all about me. It's all about me, 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 me. I want this. I need that. I'll get this. If you start loving your wife like you love yourself, there might be a big change in your home. Amen. For men ought to not hate their his own flesh, but nourish and cherish it, even as the Lord at the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is the great mystery. Underline that. Paul said this is a great mystery. Now I understand he's talking about, I'm speaking, he says, speaking concerning Christ. And the church, but the marriage is somewhere in there. He said, this is the great mystery. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her own husband. I believe that we find many Christians that who are, who that uh, this series is for, and I'm not preaching this for the lost people today i'm preaching this for the saved and born again and then you're already off to our own start if you got somebody that's not saved or born again i'm preaching this message to those who claim to be born again and if you claim to be born again there is no reason why to save child of god 
both trying to live according to the Bible can't make it in their marriage today. If you both are filled with the Holy Ghost, then both of you should make it in this thing called marriage. Let us pray. Father, we just thank you tonight. Lord, we just touch, ask you to touch our hearts and lift us up and encourage us. Help us to be what we need to be, Father. And we'll just praise you for all that you do. Empty himself and fill him with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. So what are the downfalls of the home tonight? Let me give you three of them, then we'll go home tonight. And, and we, we read every one of them tonight. First, there's the misunderstood roles in the home. What are the roles of the husband? What are the roles of the wife? What are they supposed to be doing? We read in the text that we have this uh, role picture as the husband is as Christ, the Savior of the body, the head of the church, and the wife is pictured as the church that's been called out and called to his side and has been loved to him. And if I understand what the Bible says and what it means, I am called to treat my wife like Jesus treats me. Amen. Amen. I, I'm not going to lie to you tonight. There are a whole lot of times I don't treat her like Jesus treats me. Let's just be honest with each other. Will we all like Christ to treat us the way as we treat our wives? Say oh me or amen because it ain't going to get no better. Say it right there because that might be your last chance. Would you want God, would you want Christ to treat you the way you treat your wife? Understandably. But listen to what I'm about to say. None of this works. The husband's role, the wife's role, none of these things uh, 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 works if you're not submitted to God. None of these things are going to work in your home if you or your wife or one or the other or both have not submitted themselves to God. I, I know you men are thinking of this, uh, my wife is going to submit to me because I'm the head. Listen to me. I'm going to just tell you all up front, you can't make your wife do nothing. You can't make her do nothing that she does not want to do. I, I'm just telling you, you can't make her do what you don't want to do. If your wife submits you, she will honor you. She'll reverence you. The only reason she does it because it's not because of who you are, it's because she loves God. And she, can, she can do that. And she loves His Word. And she wants to be obedient as a child of God. And if your husband treats you like Jesus treats the church, loves you unconditionally, provides for you, prays for you, you can't make him do that if he does not love God. If he's not submitted himself to God, if, you have, if the ladies have not submitted themselves to God, you, you, it, it will not work this this defense of the home will not work unless both are committed to God and to each other. There must be. Let me make this disclaimer here. 
for somebody really just, I done got myself in fire and water anyway, so let me just get it deep in there. <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say. I understand marriage is rough. I understand there's going to be some problems and troubles in your life. But let me just say this. Uh, uh, the, 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 if you've got a serious issue with one or the other that needs to be talk, dealt with and talked with privately, please see me. But, but if you don't have that serious issue then each other should be striving to be something that God has called you to be as a family unit. And there's roles that each and every one of us have in our homes. Amen? So look at, let's look at the wife's role tonight first. The wife's role, verse 22. Wives, submit yourself unto your own husband as a Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife even as Christ is the head of the church. And He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. The wife is to treat her husband like the church treats Jesus. How do we treat Jesus around here tonight? We love Him. <laughs> We lift Him up. We praise Him. We follow Him. We obey Him. We don't criticize Him. We don't contradict Him. We don't act like uh, we know more than He knows. We put Him first. We make sure He has the preeminence in His place. Now I know what you're thinking. All that has gone out the window today. In the society that we live in, that kind of preaching, that kind of talking just has gone out the window. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to care what that. I, I want to know what the world tells me to do. I want to know what Dr. Phil tells me to do. I don't want what the Bible tells me to do because I just can't do that. I cannot do that. I don't, we don't go around saying, let me tell you about Jesus. He's really made a big mistake. I, I'm pretty upset with him right now. He is constantly getting on my nerves. You say, I would never say that about Jesus. You do that by not obeying him. You do that by not obeying Him. Not doing what He said He'd do. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. You contradict Him, you criticize Him, and every time you don't do what He has said to do, listen to me, unless there's something bad, something serious in a marriage, wife, you need to lift your husband up. You need to praise Him. You need to reverence Him. (laughs) 
You say, well, I can't do that. He ain't like Jesus. He's got blemishes. He's got problems. He's got issues. I understand that. I understand that. But can I say this? You don't need to be texting somebody else, some other woman in the church, telling them how sorry your husband is, how lazy your husband is. Do you know what he did to me the other day? We don't need that. You're to reverence him. You you as pictured as the church and how the church is to treat Jesus Christ. You're to picture them. That that's what he said. You're to treat your husband just like the church treats Jesus tonight. I, I, I let me just give you some of the things to grind my gears. So if you're about ready to do it, you'll know to stop. I have been talking to men at churches and places, and, and I'll ask the question, and when I ask the question about this, about a second later, somebody over here jumps up, which is, happens to be their, the wife. Oh, I'll tell you about that. I said, what's going on? She, and she'll say, well, he really don't know what happened. He don't know exactly what, well, I know everything about it. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to him. That happens more often than not, if you don't think so. The wife had jumped up. Well, let me just tell you. Let me just say this. If I'm talking to your husband, let me talk to your husband. If you want to talk to me, wait till I'm finished, tap me on the shoulder, and say, let's go to the back of the building. We're going to talk about it. No, don't do that. <laughs> but... We jump in, we act, we're trying to downplay the men's role as the head of the house. We're trying to make them look so stupid they don't know what they're doing. But let me just say, you ought to just say, hey, I've got a great husband. I love that man of mine. Everybody heard that song? I love that man of mine. You ought to just start reverencing. You ought to just start saying, I love it and just tell people, oh, i got a good husband. Let me tell you about my husband. He does this for me. He takes care of me. He provides for me. He, he loves me. He prays with me. He prays for me. He lifts me up. He encourages me. Let me tell you about my husband. That's what you ought to be telling the, the world about what your husband is. The same thing we do about Jesus. Let me tell you about my Jesus. We love him. We lift him up. We praise him. There's none no greater than him. He is everything that I need. He's provided for me. He gave me everything I've got. That's what he's talking about. Wives, treat your husband as church treats Jesus. Amen. 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 Build your husband up. Praise him. Honor him. Say, hey, look, 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 this is my husband. Bible said, who shall go? Peter Pe- uh, Peter said, when Jesus asked him, who did they say I am? And Peter said, uh, Lord, whom do we shall we go? For you have the words of eternal life. You have the words of eternal life. We're, we're not going to leave you. We're not going to look for somewhere else. Can I say, wives, 
You're not going to leave your husband. You're not going to look somewhere else. You're just going to say, who has my arm? Who has my heart? Who has my life? Solomon said, I found him whom my soul loveth. I held him and would not let him go. So the misunderstood role of the wife is supposed to act like the church. Amen? Now we can go home from there and everybody will be happy, right? <laughs> Do you realize in chapter 5 there's three verses that talks about the roles of the wives? And there's seven verses that talks about the role of the husband. God said, you got twice as much to do. You, 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 you sit here, say, I'm the head, I got it going on, I got me a big chair, I sit here and, and dictate and make rules, make the laws, and you, I, I'm, I'm it. The role of the husband. The husband is supposed to act like Jesus Christ. You ought to treat your wife like Jesus treats you and I at the church. Let me say this. Verse 25 says, Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 28. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. You say, how does Jesus treat us? Preacher, he loves you. Even when you're unlovable. Let me say that one again. You get no amens. He loves you even when you're unlovable. He has mercy. He has grace. He even wrote you a love letter and told you how much He loves you, how much He cares for you, how much He's done for you. You say, I, I, don't, want to, uh, uh, I don't want to love my wife like Jesus loves the church. I, 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 want, I want to, I desire to love her like Jesus loves the church. Can I say the best thing, the first thing to do is start and just write her a letter. Just write her a little love letter. Now I understand we don't write no more, we do texting. Well, text her a little love letter. Amen. Just text her, tell her how great she is. Now, at women, if your husband do text you a love letter, don't act shocked and say, who is this? <laughs> Some of you might. I know mine will. I know mine So, who in the world is writing this stuff to me? I, I'm just as guilty. I, in fact, I'm, I'm guiltier more than anybody else. Uh, I, I, I looked at this and I said, man, God said this is the way it's supposed to be. The husband's supposed to be like this. Wife's supposed to be like this. I, I'm nowhere of the caliber of the husband that God has said I'm supposed to be. I've got faults. I've got issues. I'm not what God said I should be. But I'm trying to get there. I, I try to help her. Now that she's made me help her since she's got her surgery. And I felt a little better about myself. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Tell, tell your wife what, 
what, what she's done for you, how, she, how she's done it. She's prepared food for you. She's washed your clothes. Just tell her how much you thank her for it. Tell her how much you appreciate all the things that she has done for you. Amen. It might go a long way in your marriage if you start recognizing each other for what they do. Stop trying to pinpoint or nitpick the things they're not doing and start looking at the things they are doing and glorify those things. Amen. Amen. Husband, can I say this? I don't want to hear you badmouth your wife. You're the one that chased her down. You're the one that followed her around. You're the one kept. You're the one kept doing it. If you're the one that chased her down and, and got her to woo you and got her to love you and got her to marry you, don't badmouth your wife. Hey Amen. I'm just saying that. Just throwing that out there for you. Some of you run around here and act like you can't live without your wife. I know I can't. I can't even get dressed without mine. <laughs> she, she, she said, go, go pick out some clothes for church tonight. I said, okay. <laughs> what color? <laughs> green. <laughs> I'm colorblind. Everything in the closet looked green to me. <laughs> I pulled out a pair of black pants and got a green shirt. Well, I thought it was green. She said, no, 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 it's got blue in it. Can't wear that. Can't wear that. Hang it up. Grabbed another one. I thought it had black in it. No, that's brown. So I went in there and grabbed me a white one. No, you can't wear that. You're wearing white and blue on Memorial Day. So you can't wear this one. I said, why didn't you just come out and pick it out to begin with? I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't, no, 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 no. Just thank her for all the things she does for you. Amen. Just say, hey. You know, sometimes you ought to just, just really surprise her and just run up behind her, grab her and kiss her on the neck and say, I love you. I'm trying to help your marriage. I'm trying to help your home in the defense of the world that's coming at you. Because let me tell you, the devil is coming after you. And the more that you can bond with each other, the more that you can get bonded together with Christ in a sinner, you're going to have a better chance of making it in this world. But we have this misunderstood roles on who we are and what we're supposed to be doing. I find this, that the woman is the weaker vessel. We're dealing with emotions and the affairs of the heart. But there's times, I'm telling you, husband, she'll work her fingers to the bone trying to please you, trying to do things for you, trying to get the things you need. And she's going to come up short. Don't browbeat her. She's going to come up short. And she's going to feel like a failure because she couldn't meet the standards or meet the need that you had. You ought to just throw your arms around and say, baby, I appreciate it 100%. I love you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for everything that you've done around here. You say, why? Because that is what Jesus uh, does for you and I. You see, she doesn't deserve it. Oh, praise God. Do you deserve anything from Jesus Christ? 
Do you deserve it? When it comes to Jesus, I don't deserve anything. I deserve nothing. But he's faithful to me. Can I say he doesn't tell everybody my secrets? He loves me. He knows my weaknesses and he doesn't explore them. It's just between him and I. That is how you're supposed to treat your wife, husband. We have downfalls in our homes because we don't understand the roles that we have in the home. And he tells us the picture that you are, the husband, and the picture of the wife, what you're supposed to do. The, the mindset is wrong. Can I say that? The mindset is wrong. There are two mi- mindsets that are wrong. One that is the, the first mindset is, mindset is the, uh, I know that you're uh, thinking when I said you're, you're, you're treat like Jesus. You're thinking he is nothing like Jesus. Jesus is nowhere around this guy. Jesus wouldn't say that. Jesus wouldn't do that. You say, the husband thinks he, he doesn't act like Jesus at all. And she say, you say she doesn't act like the church at all. She ain't doing me right. She ain't praising me. She ain't acting right. She's not acting like the church. Here's where our mindset is wrong with this. We get this idea until she or he does what they're supposed to do. I'm not going to do what I'm supposed to do. If she's going to act like that, then I'm going to act like this. Until she starts acting like the church, I'm not going to start acting like Christ. No. No. Can I say this with all the love that I can muster up for everyone in here? If your wife is not acting like the church does not give you free reign to stop acting like Christ. You keep on acting like Christ. You keep on loving. You keep on providing. You keep on giving. And wives, if your husband is not acting like Christ, they're acting like something they shouldn't be, don't you dare stop acting like church. Keep on loving. Keep on praising. Keep on reverencing them. Lift them up. In the old days, I used to hear these stories how a woman may come to church, her husband may have come to church with her at times, but he backslid and got into the world, got to drinking and doing things he shouldn't be doing, but she stayed faithful. She'd come and she got on that altar and she got on that pew and she stayed faithful to the church and every time she got down there to pray she'd pray for her husband she'd pray for those around her she just asked God to reach down and touch him and ask God why don't you do something in a while next thing you know her husband's sitting on a pew with her her husband is saying 
he got out in the world doing the things he shouldn't have been doing. But because, but because she did not stop acting like the church, it rubbed off on him. It rubbed off on him. I'll give you some encouragement. But you know, you don't hear stories like that today. You don't hear this today. Why? Well, he ain't acting like Christ. I ain't going to act like the church. And the church. <laughs> oh, my, I'm going to get in trouble on this. And the church's mindset of it is, if he ain't acting right, leave him. She ain't acting right, leave him. No. Good. Unless there are some serious issues going on in your marriage. Keep on being the church in your family. Keep on being Christ in your family. God will bless you for it. Because you're staying faithful to what things God says. Whether they're faithful or not. Whether your husband is faithful or not. Whether your wife is faithful or not. God will bless you because you are faithful. First Peter chapter 3. Likewise, you wives, be in subject to your own husband that in other obey not the word. He's talking about a lost man, talking about a man that's not serving God. Without the word, he'd be won by the conversion of the wife, while they behold your chast- chastened conversations coupled with fear. This, that's an example of someone that's not living for God, living with someone that is living for God, faithful to God, and doing what they're supposed to be doing. She keeps on going. She's doing what she's supposed to do, even the husband's not doing what he's supposed to do. And it doesn't take long that it will start tenderizing his heart. He starts doing what he's supposed to do. Acting like he's supposed to do. He's no longer a backslider. He's no longer a drunkard. He's no longer a dopehead. And now he's in church praising God. God will bless you for your faithfulness. Don't stick your nose up in the air because he ain't acting like him. Say, well, I'll just be like I want to be. Because God will not bless that. God will not honor that. 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 7, Likewise, ye husbands, dwelt with them according to the knowledge of giving honor unto the wives as unto the weaker vessel, and being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Husband, if you're not honoring the weaker vessel, then your prayers are not being answered. They're being hindered. You're missing out on answered prayers because you're not treating your wife as God wants you to treat your wife. God told you to treat how to treat her. He said, I don't want to pray in vain. So if I want my prayers answered, then I better start treating my wife like I'm supposed to treat her. Because he said, it will hinder your prayers. And like I said, the mindset of the world is, well, if they ain't doing right, just leave them. 
That, that's a quick fix for an answer that should not be, it's just a, it's not a solution to the problem. Because if you can't fix, if you can't fix this one, what makes you think you can fix another one? Somewhere along the line, you've got to get right. And can I say this? If you get right before the separation, before you bust up, you have a lot better chances of making it together because now you're starting doing what you're supposed to do. You're acting the way you're supposed to act. Amen? And you, I've got to watch this. I'm, I think every TV in America will be blown up. I think it is because every home that's represented on TV, no matter what station, no matter what affiliate, what streaming, no matter, is unbiblical, ungodly. And if there's, the, if there's any inkling of one trying to live biblically, then they're being chastised, mocked at, made fun at. I, 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 we watched the show last night, and... and they sat down to the meal and prayed. Oh, good mark there. But they were drinking alcohol and allowing a daughter to move in with a man. That just contradicts everything about that prayer. But see, that, that's what TV wants to do. We want to give all those Christians the image that we're throwing out there that we still believe in God. We're going to pray to God. But your life is nowhere around it. If you're trying to base your family life, or your home life, on what the TV says, you're not going to make it. Because they're not Hollywood marriages. I mean, they married for three days and divorce. I didn't know you could do that when I got married. Preacher said, to death do your part. And I said, setting goals for myself, ain't I? <laughs> but Hollywood and these athletes and uh, all these, uh, uh, th even the politics, they just marry, well, I'm done with you, gone, move on to the next. They're setting bad examples. And what it is, our kids start watching this. Our kids have gotten these uh, uh, sports figures set up on a pedestal. Hey, now look at my, look at my sports man, King, John, King James up here. He's playing out. Setting bad example for your kids. And our kids love it. We honor them. Our kids honor them. You got a problem if you're allowing the world tell you how to live your life I'm finished there is a mystery to be recognized Paul said that not me for this call shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined unto his wife that they shall be one flesh boy we got that down part don't we there is a great mystery but I speak concerning Christ and the church Part of that mystery is, in itself, marriage. It's mystery means it's a secret or a hidden thing. How can my marriage survive this war that's going on in our world today? You ready for this? It's profound. 
This, this came straight from the throne room itself. I, I said, Lord, how, how do we survive it? How, how can these people that I'm telling, how, how can their marriage make it? What can I tell them? He said, solve the mystery. Lord, solve the mystery. Solve the mystery. And, and the only way, get, get, I had to figure this out. The only way that you're going to solve the mystery of home, the marriage, and it's surviving is each one being submitted unto God, each one's being submitted unto each other, and both being submitted together with Christ in the center. The only way you're going to make it in this world, the only way your home is going to survive with everything that's coming up against you, that Christ must be the center. I've seen Christian homes tear up, bust up, because each one of them were trying to live their own life and they did not want Christ as the centerpiece of their marriage or their home. You're not going to make it. Let me tell you. Young people, you're not going to make it if Christ is not the center part. If you don't build your relationship around Him and your home around Him, you, your wife, or your husband, and your children are heading in the same direction, serving God and walking with God, loving God. If you're not doing that, you're not going to make it. And I'm tired of seeing Christian homes being tore up because we fail to do what God said to do. Acting like God said to act. And we do that. We do that. You want your home to survive. You want your marriage to survive. Young people, you're going down the road thinking about getting married. First, I told you last time, first of all, you better make sure they're equally yoked with you. You better be sure they're serving God with you, loving God, walking the same direction. Then you both get around God and let God be the center of your life. Only way you're going to make it in this world. Only way you're going to make it world. Can I say this? Don't try to figure the mystery out by yourself. Come together. Come together. You know, I find a lot of times the husband and wives just don't talk to each other no more. And if it is, it's... <laughs> Am I right? We just don't sit down and say, baby, I'll, you know, let's talk about this. I love you. I love you. That goes a long way. That'll get me a butter pecan ice cream tonight. I love you. <laughs> we don't talk no more. We, we quit talking. But if we start coming together and working together to figure this thing out together, we're going to make it. Now, I've been down this road in marriage for 50 years. Fifty years. Whoop. It has not been a bed of roses for 50 years. We struggled, but we struggled together. And I'm, I'll be honest with what really saved our marriage. If I'd have hung around here, hung out with all the people I went to school with around here, my marriage would not have survived. Would not have survived. What made our marriage survive was, was leaving this state 
and going 15 stakes over that way, <laughs> getting into a place that neither one of us knew anybody. And we had to depend on each other. We had to depend on each other. And we bonded. We got closer. And that's the only way you're going to ever make it. You bond with your husband. You bond with your wife. It's the only way you're ever going to make it. Amen.